This is a Be Good Indie Arts podcast. Follow us at BGI Arts to learn more. Chatterboxing is a unique show and may not always be for everyone. With varying themes and subject matter each episode, listener discretion is advised, and content warnings can be found in the episode description. Thanks. Welcome to Chatterboxing, the miscellaneous podcast with just three guarantees. Excellent storytelling, engaging conversations, and an ever-changing premise. I'm your host, independent songwriter and incessant conversationalist, Jesse Bloodgood, and it's time to chat. So I like to talk, hope you like to listen, cause I ain't gonna stop, I'm a man on a mission, it's Chatterboxing. Folks, I didn't say this last episode, but I should have. I know we were all thinking it. It's November, which means it's, that's right, that's right, NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month. Write a novel in a month. A daunting task? Mm, Not if you set aside just a little bit of time each day and crank out that novel. Now, I have yet to start mine, personally, but with less than half the month to go, I'm assuming you have all almost finished yours. Probably written some epic stuff, no doubt. A sprawling sci-fi epic that's also a romance and also a comedy, all disguised as a sports story. Probably got a title like Touching Down, Beyond the Clouds, dot dot dot, cover two. It's a sequel, and I spent way too much time coming up with that title. Like, way too much time. No novel for me. I'll stick to podcasts and music for now. Check out my new record, Mud, if you haven't already. Wherever you get your tunes, you can find it. Uh, Unless you're getting them from, like, a back alley in some shady deal that people shouldn't know about. Uh, If you have checked out the new record, again, that's Mud by Jesse Bluggett, let me know what you think. Uh, I I think it's a good one. It's wild that November is basically over, and this year is basically over. I know most of the time when you look back on a year, it's common to think, wow, that, that went by fast. But 2021 really did for me. I mean, I know it's not quite over, but we're, we're basically there. And I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but I think because 2020 felt so goddamn slow and was just a big bummer for, like, everyone, and the world should have ended. It's it's just like we are running on bonus time right now. Everything is just sort of flying by. We're just kind of gliding. It's like there's no longer gas in the plane, but we're, like, very casually just, like, gliding. That's really depressing. Let's not think of it that way. There's, there's better ways to think of it. We had a very speedy year, which is maybe a good thing compared to how last year went. A little, a little positivity here. And this podcast is what I chose to do with that gliding time, that extra time, the second chance after the world came to a near close or whatever. I don't know. I don't know if that's exciting or laughable, but I do know what is both exciting and laughable. November. Why? Well, two holidays for starters. (laughs) I mean, come on, November. What are you doing? Exciting. That means two full days I don't have to report to my sleepy day job. Also, Thanksgiving is 
hardly even a reason for a holiday. I mean, I get the whole, like, you know, what are you thankful for thing. But really, you could do that in, like, any other holiday. And it's all about the food, really. I mean, isn't it? Not even in, like, a harvesty type of way. It's just... I mean, if you think about it, like fall is already full of harvest festivals celebrating the yield of crops and the changing of seasons and the blah, blah, blahs. We've already done it. The whole come together and celebrate the harvest shindig has already been done. And Thanksgiving's like, well, this is about being thankful for how great the crops were and, and uh, all the wonderful people pe- people around. It's like, well, you should just be thankful for the people around you like all the time, and unless they're shitty people. Then, you know, anyway... The pumpkins have hatched. You know how that happens in nature? You, you know, like, that's already happened. We've already done it. Thanksgiving is just set aside time to gorge ourselves on food, watch the lions get beat on TV, and not say a single word to the relatives we don't like, because these days we don't need to fake it. We don't have to see them. Uh, and I love it. What a great holiday. What an excellent holiday. It's not Halloween. It doesn't beat Halloween. And it doesn't it doesn't beat Christmas and and New Year's a whole gap of time because that's it, there's more consecutive time that I don't have to go to my day job so that like it's a landslide but but and, and no wonder it gets buried by Christmas not even just with you know the whole time off uh, but especially with I mean I guess time off is specific to me so it's you guys don't care about that but especially with the Amazon Prime Day and Black Friday and capitalism and Star Wars all conspiring together to make Christmas the greatest sales pitch ever projected on the American consumer literally ever even the Macy's parade in New York City which happens on Thanksgiving is centered around buying Christmas gifts like Thanksgiving it it can't even put up a fight. Uh, so just what a silly holiday. Um, also, I don't think Star Wars is doing a new movie this year. There is like a there's a Kurt Warner movie coming out. For those of you who don't know who Kurt Warner is, he was a NFL quarterback who, uh, for a, a stint of time, was not uh, not competing on the football field and said he was uh, he was working at a grocery store and had to like work his way into the NFL. It's very cool. Very cool idea. The movie looks a little bit too much like that. Uh, they did like that. They did a movie about the whole "you can only imagine" song, and it like it. The trailers give me a very similar vibe, and I'm like, yeah, like that. That's all I have to say. It just it felt. It, it. Dennis Quaid's in it. He's 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 a pretty good actor. Um, but, uh, Sometime and 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 I don't know. It just it looks it's the story's great. The story is absolutely great. So I'll probably watch it. I'll probably be like, "Damn, Kurt Warner, man, that's cool." And also be like, "Yeah, that movie sucked." But uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not gonna watch it on Christmas Day. I'm not gonna do that shit. Um, why else is November both laughable and exciting? Skipping right over Election Day, let's discuss the even more controversial topic. Prepare yourselves. No Shave November. For those that don't know, and you probably do know because it's probably been forced upon you one way or another, No Shave November is exactly what it sounds like. Folks with the capacity, excuse me, the capability, uh, either either word would probably work, the capability of growing a beard who regularly shave said beard opts not to shave it for the duration of the month. 
or folks who already had a beard, like shave it and then grow it out or you know, whatever. All idea is beard growing here. Um, a goofy concept to some and a badge of honor for others. Now, why exactly that is, like why this beard growing exercise is a calling that some people have, I cannot tell you. I cannot tell you. However, no, and this is not to say like you're not allowed to grow a beard. I'm just saying like this, like, oh, this is the month. I'm going to do it. Like that's that. I don't know. I don't know why that, that is a thing. Anyway, no shave November's cousin. Who knew a guy's cousin? That's a little SpongeBob reference. Anyway, no shave November's cousin Movember. In which men grow out their mustaches as a way to raise awareness to men's health issues is pretty cool. Now, I assure you I use the term cool in a very specific way here. It is certainly goofy as hell, but a great way to start a conversation or bring up attention to a topic. A lot of the focus is on things like men's mental health, uh, uh, prostate health, you know, prostate exams, things like that, awareness and research on testicular cancer, uh, important things that aren't always easy to talk about, especially with the traditional societal norm for men suggesting that seeking help is a sign of weakness and thus is not masculine, which is stupid, and I assume anyone listening to this podcast would likely agree with me. Now, I mildly participate in Movember. I admit I don't like to have a caterpillar crawling around on my lip for a whole month, but I do. I do let my facial hair grow out a bit, and then for one special day, I shave all of it except the stash. Take a picture, play a pickup game of football, and share these things to social media like an idiot. Uh, for a non-idiotic reason, uh, I put out a little blurb on, on men's health, some kind of awareness thing, some, something I want to focus on, and then I, I shave it the next day. And it's a weird way to make a statement, I guess, but it is a statement. Uh, that football game is coming up, and the growth on my face is doing just fine, so expect a picture of stash-wielding me soon if you've got me on social media. See, laughable but exciting. <laughs> Silly old November. What are you doing? Let's do some story timing. Story timing. This year's November football game is happening on Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving football games are not uncommon. Turkey bowls, they are often called. Not to be confused with turkey trots, where maniacs, a.k.a. people who like to run for fun, get together to run like a 5K or longer. For fun. Madness. You people frighten me. You run for funners. My extended family used to have a giant football game every Thanksgiving. When I say giant, I mean like at least 15 on 15, maybe more. Uh, not to say that every one of those 15 on 15 folks was really invested in the game, but there was that many bodies on the field. And, and that's too many people to have on the field, and most of us not in proper shape to be doing, uh, to be doing football. That's what I'll call it, doing football. Most of us not, not ready for that. It was always supposed to be two-hand touch or flag, usually flag, but you could also always count on my cousin, now a collegiate wrestling coach at an Ivy League school, to tackle one or both of his sisters just because, and pretty soon after that, Matthew, longtime family friend and also very big boy, would be landing on people going for a loose ball after a play had already ended. 
Also, I don't think Matthew's as big as it used to be. I think he's he's thinned out. He's he's in good shape. Anyway, of course, any long running football tradition needs to have at least one ice bowl or mud bowl. Write those down. The mud bowl, of course, being where everyone playing gets covered head to toe in mud and earth from playing in wet, sloppy, muddy conditions. Players slip and slide. The ball squirts out of a player's hands and it slides into a... I said slip, I said slide, I said it a lot. It's a muddy situation going on here. The ball rolls into it. it no, it doesn't roll. It glides across this sleek, dirty field into a giant puddle or a pit of sloshy mud. Mud bowls are chaotic, but usually they're remembered fondly. Ice bowls suck. Ice bowls are games where those playing said football game have decided it's a good idea to still take the field despite there being a blizzard going on outside. Now I stand corrected, turkey trotters. Us football players are the crazy ones. I mean, at least you guys spend time getting in shape. We just look outside once a year and think, oh, well, that's a winter storm. We just might as well go out and not enough clothes or padding. And, and you get you get my point. Stupid. And to quote the Some Nights intro by Fun, Turkey Trotters. This part's not a part of the quote. Turkey Trotters. You have every right to be scared. Ice bowls are miserable, gritty, and only legendary if you win. Otherwise, you froze your ass off on the tundra for no good reason. My friend Dakota attended the, yes, that's right, Dakota of episode one fame. He attended the ice bowl between the Bills and the Colts a few years back. The one where so much snow dumped on the field and seats that they were giving away free tickets in the nosebleeds to anyone who volunteered to help shovel. Yeah, that one. The whiteout conditions made for a run-heavy, minimal pass game, and they also made the Colts players, who were wearing white jerseys, nearly impossible to see on the TV broadcast. The game went to overtime, where LaShawn McCoy broke one for a 20-something yard gain to win the game. Dakota didn't see that part. They couldn't see anything, and they were freezing, so they left at halftime. Then... Bills kicker Stephen Hoshka, his truck was stuck in the parking lot. So he enlisted a group of Bills fans to shovel him out, compensating them by taking random things out of his truck, signing them, and giving them away. Imagine, imagine having a Dunkin' Donuts napkin or a steering wheel cover signed by a professional football player. That's just, that's just spectacular. I would shovel so much for that. That ice bowl had a triumphant result for the Bills, and Bills fans look back at it with a smile. Not the Colts, who probably think of that game even now and shiver. The best part, the best part, is that at the time of this recording, the Bills are slated to play the Colts this very weekend in Buffalo. They aren't anticipating snow, though. So we had a mud bowl or two playing football growing up, but the game we all remember was the Thanksgiving ice bowl played on a field at best 20 yards long because running through a foot of snow seems to add five yards to each step and because that's how far the floodlight aimed off of the nearby porch onto the field gave us to see through the November darkness. 
We played a ragtag fight for every yard gridiron battle among family and friends. Classic Thanksgiving, am I right? I think, though I'm not positive, that this is not this is not the same game in which uh, it was definitely a Thanksgiving game that this happened, but this was not the same game in which afterward I discovered that my right big toe was mildly frostbitten. That's right, turkey trotters. That was a later Thanksgiving, I think, and just a super cold day, and, and there was no nor'easter going on. I mean, you can't blame me for going out and playing football then if I had gone out for the ice bowl. Alas, eventually our extended family football games came to an end. The field we usually played on was eroding into the nearby creek. One of my cousin's college friends even got going too fast and ran into the creek one time. And our draft pool was getting scarce. Aunts and uncles, aunts and uncles, however you want to say it, were getting older. Cousins were starting families. No longer was I, a little kid, running around in a Bills jersey with my dad shouting as I beelined for the end zone, Go, McGahee, go! Instead, I recall a play toward the end of our playing days where I ran a perfect in route and was wide open across the middle of the field. I waved my arm and I called for the ball, probably in my early to mid-teens. A family member, who probably should not have been playing quarterback as he was dealing with a rotator cuff injury, saw me and threw the ball. It fell a good five yards short and rolled to a stop in the grass. Damn, it was open. We don't travel out that way for football games anymore. And though we do still play home games, my dad doesn't play anymore which means my brother Ben can't intercept him on the last play of the game and run it for a pick six anymore. That definitely happened at least once. But the game lives on. There will probably be another mud bowl, another ice bowl, regrettably, (laughs) or maybe not regrettably. Amongst the many more turkey bowls and other football games to come, maybe one day my nephew will be running down the field with the ball in his hand and beelining it for the end zone, and I'll shout, Go! Insert future Bill's running back name here. Go! Or maybe one day he'll run the perfect in route and be wide open, and I'll throw it in the dirt five yards short. Damn. He was open. And then the next day, I'll shave my mustache. That was story timing. Now, let's knock out that final chat. Do it with me. Do it with me. Final chat. Okay. Thanksgiving is coming up, and if there's one thing I need everyone to understand, it's that the best part of any meal, the, the way to be sure that a meal uh, it, it lives up to expectations better than any other is if it has a good upside as a leftover. Okay? Because... Sometimes you might be in the mood for something, but you just can't eat it all. And if you can't eat it all, like, it's a waste to throw it away. You gotta be able to refrigerate that and eat it later. Well, not if it tastes like garbage when you when you do that. Here's the thing. Pizza, chicken wings, a hearty Thanksgiving meal, these are options that usually offer a tasty, wholesome revisit after they've seasoned in the fridge for 12 or 24 hours. 
But the real leftover winner, the true leftover winner is one that has been properly repurposed if necessary. So wings, wings, probably my favorite food. I'm a Buffalo fan. I love me some wings. No need to change them. You, you just put them, you nuke them. You don't even need it. I'll, I'll, I'll eat them cold. I'm, I'm an awful person. I will eat wings cold. Turkey, though, better be on a sandwich next time. Or even better, turkey soup. Every Thanksgiving, my father uses the leftover turkey carcass to make a broth. He puts a bunch of veggies in there and leftover turkey. One time he even had him walk me through it because I'm like, yeah, I am going to. I'm going to learn the ways. It's a very basic idea. It's very simple, but it's it's time-consuming, and, and it takes love. you got to put some love in there. But, but you get yourself this. You, you get the greatest comfort food of all time, soup. It's excellent. It, it makes you feel good. It warms you up. It's the perfect way to celebrate that harvest, even though we already did that like a month ago. Soup, it's so good. Uh, we can certainly have some discussions on what the best Thanksgiving food is. I'll tell you one thing, it's not casserole. Casserole's okay, it's not casserole. Uh, mashed potatoes, they're great, they better have gravy on them. But you know what? Turkey soup. Soup. Just any, any kind of soup. I don't know, maybe there's like a chicken wing soup. That sounds awful, actually. Like, it sounds very spicy and, like, not inviting. I can't blend all the things I love, I guess. But, but yeah... Soup is just so, like, the, the word that comes to mind is hearty or wholesome. It's just, there's love. There's love there. Check out Mud by Jesse Bloodgood. Follow my artist page on whatever streaming service you use. If you're listening to this, good chance that's Spotify. And share the podcast if you don't mind. I appreciate you for listening, and I will see you around for our next chat. Thank you. This is a Be Good Indie Arts podcast. Follow us at BGI Arts to learn more.